good, everyone? This is the Common Critic on the Fed by Ravens Media Network coming at you here live from Ogden, Utah. And we're excited because we're going over PG-13 Deadpool. No, I mean Free Guy. We're going over. <laughs> we're going free over guy. Free Guy. Or Free Guy. Or, or Free, free guy. City Guy. Or Free yeah. Guy. Or we get a yeah. Free Guy. You know? Or a Free Guy. I love a title that has multiple meanings. Yes. Instant awesome. points for me. Yeah. <laughs> right. But Deadpool light. Eh, I was I was worried about that. It was like so, okay, look, it's not Deadpool. That's a dumb no, joke. It's but not. it's definitely Ryan Reynolds. Yes, and I'll take Ryan Reynolds all day every day. Ten times out of ten. Yeah. Yep. It's rare, you know, some people might say, Oh, I get tired of it, and maybe a Ryan Reynolds fatigue will hit eventually. Mm-mm. I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. But if they ever cast Ryan Reynolds in something else and he doesn't play Ryan Reynolds, I'll be very disappointed. He hasn't been great trying to do <laughs> other stuff. You see him in what, Blade 3? Come on, man. I, you know, not great. What was it? A Seven Underground or whatever? Yeah. Not, now I can see why they Green stitch Lantern. Stitch his mouth shut. Yes. In uh, Wolverine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but look, he's found some stuff that... Works. Works. And he's doing him, and we're happy to have him, right? Now, this is a movie that has been delayed a lot. Yeah, it's supposed to come out last summer, correct? Mm-hmm. So it's been delayed quite a bit. Um, it was on. It's still technically on that cusp of the Fox and Disney merger. So it's in that space of it has to be theatrical. There is no streaming release mm-hmm. at all for this, which is why there was no. Because technically it's Disney, but you still had like yeah. the Fox theme popping up before. Well, I was happy that it was just released in theaters. Me too. Made me get out. So you just saw it, right? You literally came from the theater. I literally just like, literally. So so it's like you know, Monday afternoon. How many, Did you have the theater to yourself or what? No. <laughs> no. I was very sad. <laughs> really? How many people were there? Uh, probably about 50. Yeah. What? Yeah. Jeez. And half of those were probably teenage boys. Wow. Like they were bored and had nothing else to do. And I saw it pretty late on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. right about 10 o'clock on a Saturday night, packed theater, totally sold out. Really? Absolutely. I bought my tickets a few hours before, and most of the theater was taken up, but there are still some good chunks of seats. I get there, done. Gone. Completely gone. Well, that's good, because I, I was going to go with you, and then mm-hmm. it ended up not happening. And then uh, I was going to, then my night freed up. I was like, hmm, maybe I should text Brandon. No, because I, had no I, just got, I just got one seat, a few seats in, and a group bought all the seats to each <laughs> side of me, and then they asked, if they were like, uh, I don't want to be a nuisance. Like, I'm so sorry, man, but can, can you switch i'm like eh, no problem i'm here by myself like, yeah, yeah no issue at all but look this came well, out that's nice of you yeah <laughs> i am very kind Thir- it had a thursday uh preview not preview what am i trying to say like uh release yeah early release thursday night early screening friday by saturday disney has already said they're going to come out with a sequel wow I already said look it's been out for two days essentially we're going to start a sequel right so some good news it did top the box office domestically about 30 million about i believe 50 million total worldwide pretty good yeah for something like this it seems like that's what's happening lately between 30 and 50 million things are increasing a little bit right i think some numbers in the past have been skewed because of streaming right suicide squad numbers are really low but HBO Max isn't charging extra for their shows, right? Yeah. So, like, Black Widow has good numbers, but that's because Disney Plus is... <laughs> yeah, charging, charging 30, 30 bucks. 30 bucks for it, yeah. right? So, you know, there's that. 
when this started to be hyped a year, year and a half ago, what were your thoughts on it? Were you excited for this? <laughs> of, no, I was, no, I was probably about a five. About a, so you were. Yeah, you I was know. like, yeah, hey, it's probably good because has Ryan Reynolds in it. Yeah, <clears throat> hoping it wasn't Deadpool light, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised. What about you? I remember watching this trailer, seeing it for the first time in theaters, right? And I had this thought, that's going to be a good movie. Don't know what it was. I just had this feeling. I'm like, people are going to say, oh, it could go either way. I just had this feeling. I'm like, that looks like one of those movies that might end up being a cult classic, might mm-hmm. do pretty well. But I think people are always going to reference in it, yeah. re- reference it and talk about it. Now, look, 82% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics, 95% from the audience. It's doing numbers. It's yeah. It's got it. What is what is our audience saying? All right, so we'll get do, into do, the scores. Do you want to do that, or do you have, do you have something else? You no, want to no, about? we'll get into our scores right now. Okay. So we always ask you guys twenty four hours before we do the podcast to go give your rating, and we had another fantastic turnout. So we're going to keep doing this. Awesome for a while. I I don't know. It looked a little bit past a nine, but I'm just going to call it a nine. A right? nine. You might wow. be able to call it a nine point one, wow. two or three, but I'm just going to round down. Call it a nine. Let me get my handy dandy calculator. Now, get this: we had about forty people vote, okay. and I counted up. Eight of them gave it a perfect score. Wow. Eight people slid all the way to the ten, all the way up. Definitely not perfect. Now, <laughs> only one person said it's not worth watching. Oh, okay. It's like 98% to 2%. That's really good. Said worth watching, right? Good. So our audience loves it. A lot of the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. and IMDb, they're loving it. Now, you and I, <laughs> you want to go? I always go, right? Yeah, go yeah. for it. So I'm we got gonna, a 9 from the audience. I'm going to have a 7.5. I'm pleasantly surprised. I thought you'd be lower than that. You did. I, I think that's a good score. It is I a great score a good, for me. <laughs> mine, Especially out of the gates. Mine's a whole lot higher. Here it is. Look, this is like my kind of movie. Yeah. Right? This is like what I look forward to. This is dumb. Mm-hmm. I didn't think at all. Right? No. I just... Well, let me a little bit. But. I, uh, I just blank out the whole time. Fair Hardly enough. thought about it. Okay. Are you ready for me? Yeah. 9-9. Nine, 9.9. Nine. <laughs> 9. Uh, 9.9. Did our audience have any influence on you? No. None whatsoever. I walked out of this theater <laughs> and I said, this one, 8.8. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And I'll just get this out of the way now. The only thing that kept it from being the 10, about 10 minutes too long. few things here and there could have been cut shorter <laughs> a little bit. But, you know, all, hardly All those political talking points. Yeah, is, is, you know, like the whole yeah. gun violence thing. Mm-hmm. All right, you could have. That was like 15 seconds too long. Yeah. And Patriarchy. No, yeah, yeah, kind of funny, yeah, right? Yeah. It was a little preachy at times, but yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's whatever. Yeah, okay, right? okay. So there's a few things like, yeah, like those could have been. But that was my only gripe. Those those little, like why I put them in, but you know whatever. This is what I'm going to say about this movie, and I think a lot of people will agree. This was one bad plot point away from being a disaster. Now, I just gave it a 9-9, nine, nine, <laughs> and I'm saying this was one bad plot point away yeah, from being a disaster. Yeah, it could have been This could have be been real, awful, real fast. But the execution of this, the story, the pacing, great pacing, mm-hmm. the, all the jokes land. Mm-hmm. Several times I was laughing very hard. One time I had to take a deep breath and stop myself, right? The performances, the cameos, right? Mm-hmm. The references, all this flawlessly done, 
right? Like I said, maybe 10 minutes too long, but I absolutely loved this. 100% agree. 100%. <laughs> you got it. We got it on the podcast. So we talk, I mean, we've talked about it in the past. Great idea. Terrible execution. Happens often. This was a great idea. Executed perfectly. Very well. Very well. I, like, I can't. I can't think of any other way to say it. I think. I think the the idea and the behind the whole thing is fascinating, and it kind of made me think a little bit. You kind of think makes you think. Are we all living in a simulation? Kind of thing, you know. Elon Musk would say yes. Oh yeah. Well, he. <laughs> so what does that say about free will? No, I'm, just, I'm not going to get into that, right? But yeah, look, it's. I think this is an original idea that feels familiar. Okay. So I, I can't think of anything specific that, that directly copies this, but it's a familiar story, right? And maybe it's the underdog story, right? The average man wanting to be extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Something comes along in his life, allows him to do that. He takes the opportunity. I think everyone can relate to that. Everyone wants to have that opportunity that propels them to the top or they take yep. advantage of, right? I think Guy, very cleverly named, right? <laughs> Just the empty <laughs> Blue shirt guy. Yeah, blue shirt guy. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. There, there's dude. There's buddy. Yeah. Right? Dude. These buddy. are the average people that save the day. And I think that's why, you know, this is doing great numbers, has great reviews. I think yeah. people relate a lot to this. Yep. And it's done in a fun, hilarious, action-packed setting. I couldn't say it better myself. That's all. Let's move on to the next movie. No. <laughs> I know. I, I thought about this. No. Uh, what's, uh, let me look her up here. Jody Comer. Comer. Is that is it? Uh, yeah. I haven't yeah. heard specifically how it, how it is. Never heard of her. Never same. seen her. Yeah. I looked up her IMDb. Fantastic. Oh, amazing. She had great chemistry with um, everyone. Ryan Reynolds. That's pretty hard to pull off. They have chemistry with two male characters. Well, she's essentially playing two different characters. Oh, yes, that's true, right? Molotov, whatever. Molotov girl. Molotov and then Millie, right? Yeah. Essentially the same, but also pretty different at the same time. Yeah. Right? Molotov is like the action-packed, like, got it, but that's just a persona being projected, you know? Like Mm -hmm. I said earlier, it's what she wants to be. Yeah. I think anybody who can bring in a Stranger Things character. (laughs) And make you not really think of Stranger Things. Always makes me happy. Especially, uh, is it Joe Carey? Is that his yeah. name? Kiri. Mm-hmm. Kiri. Kiri, yeah. As Keys. Yeah. I like that name. I don't know why. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> kind of a cool name, right? Yeah. And then Catchphrase, you know. Catchphrase, right. <laughs> there wasn't too much uh, thought into these names, I don't think. There's no. I dude. Molotov is the most extreme one, I think. Yeah, look, it, I really have nothing but good things to say about it. One of my favorite things about this, let's just, like, if we end up just quoting the movie, the rest of the podcast, I'd be happy with that. But okay. one of my favorite things they do... Is there is constant chaos in this movie? Yeah, constant. Right. It's like a video. Game. Every background, yeah, it's just constantly. <laughs> like G, G, uh, there's GTA. A, there's an odd amount of detail mm-hmm. with this, and I think it's something that you probably didn't have to put it in, but it's one of the things that makes it fun, right? Guys, sad walking through the street, and there's just madness yeah. behind him. And he's unaffected by it. (laughs) Even when he's walking sad, he gets punched in the face. Hilarious. And he just just takes it, right? Just random, yeah. This is really like Ryan Reynolds at his peak. This was written like... And I know we've already said that, but... The comedy that sticks is just... uh, Like I said, one bad plot point away. This could have been one bad joke. 
from, think so. From, I think so. I, right. think, yeah. I, I think they could. I think they could have taken it too far. I think there could have been too much propaganda, or you know, I love love Ready Player One, but sometimes it feels like it only relies on pop culture references. I think that's the whole movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That could have been this. Yeah. Could well, have been. So this this story from. I mean, Ready Player One had a pretty good source. Yeah. With the book. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything that... I don't think so. I think it's just straight screenplay, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I think that's where I think it would differ between Ready Player One and this one, for sure. Let me ask they you... Try, th- they tried to jam way too much into Ready Player One, and it felt... Uh, they did. They yeah. A ton, yeah. right? And I think that's maybe one of the aspects that could have drugged this down, but fortunately did not. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this. This is a comedy, obviously. What do you think was the funniest part? I don't know. I'm trying to think of what I laughed at the most. I have, I have two things to offer you. Okay, give me two, and I'll One, see. the short one. The one when the... You know, he's trying to help the guy, and he escapes only guys to get shot. Guy. guy is helping the other guy, right? The one dude escapes. I, I can't even <laughs> use that. Right? One person escapes only to be shot by a player and then teabagged by that player. Oh, yes. I, I had to calm myself down. I did laugh at the teabagging. I was like... I don't know if we can say that on there. I, I don't know either, but it's, it's all right. FCC won't let me <laughs> be. Or let me be. I'm not going to get into that. But, look, but no, yeah. I, I, had to I laugh audibly out loud at that. That's my generation of gaming. Mm-hmm. We say kids nowadays wouldn't be able to handle an Xbox Live, you know, <laughs> chat back yeah. in 2010. Uh, yeah, for good reason, mm-hmm. right? Kids nowadays would cry if you did that to, mm-hmm. to them. We used to do that all the time. I, think kids, now, I think kids nowadays just yeah. cried and followed them on TikTok. Yeah. Look, Modern Warfare 2, we were doing that exact same stuff. Mm-hmm. So that. Let me tell you the second funniest thing about this movie. Okay. Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hilarious. Yeah. And it caught me off guard. That first player you see. Yeah. Is, I, like, I knew it was right when I saw him. Like, that's I didn't. I like. Yeah. I looked at him. I'm like, that can't be. There's no way, right? But as guy is saying that whole monologue of he's a hero, he saves the city as there's yeah. like crashes and explosions yeah. and tons of property damage, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, oh my gosh, they really got Channing Tatum for this, and I think that set the level for the cameos and references in the rest of the movie. Come. Yes, because yeah. there's one massive one. I enjoyed thoroughly. <laughs> yeah, because do we want to talk about it now? Yeah, because it, it kind of goes into what would be okay. our, our right. next episode. Our so next I guess podcast the, is going to be on. Yeah, cameos. I guess the funniest part for me, I, I'd probably say Channing Tatum when they're in the his room or whatever, and then gives him the file. The going back and forth between the Channing yeah. Tatum as a character and the Channing Tatum as the player yeah. being played, and Hilarious. he starts yelling at his mom. Yes, talking about the sock and yeah. stuff. <laughs> So funny, <laughs> and then he dances. He dances Ryan Reynolds off his, off his platform or his yeah. whatever you want to call it. Hilarious, dude! Yeah. Like what? What a performance! And yeah. I mean that. And like the, he's going back and forth and just being dumb. I wonder how much. I mean, Channing Tatum has had some great cameos. We'll talk about it in the next mm-hmm. episode because I, I talk about him a little bit. Even in like this is the end with, Seth, right. you know, Seth Rogen and mm-hmm. James Franco. He has a cameo in that movie that's for like ten seconds, but steals the movie the whole, it's just like this the whole movie's cameos yeah yeah and we'll get into that in the, yeah. the next podcast no he's hilarious i think janet Tatum is an underrated comedian yes like i think 21 jump street 22 jump street him hilarious. And Jonah Hill. so freaking funny 
hilarious. I would like to see him in more comedies. He's dabbled in the serious. Yeah, I he's done some rom, you know, romantic comedy yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think he should stick to comedy. And Magic Mike. Magic Mike. I saw that in theaters once with like. You watched and, it? Yeah, I was in high school. It was <laughs> me and my buddy. We took our girlfriends and then their like gay best friend and yeah. then. Uh, we looked around and it was all women and me and my buddy were like, oh my gosh, we're the only ones who like girls in this theater. <laughs> right? so, yeah. Good movie, actually. Like, pretty decent. Was it? You don't gotta see it. Would I say it's worth a watch? Probably not, actually. But, yeah. you know, pretty good movie. Anyways, the other big cameo in this Chris Evans. Captain himself. Language cap. I said it right in my head after he swore. Uh, totally out of left field. Did not see that coming yeah. at all. Not even a little bit. The music started. I was like, what? I know. He yeah, got the shield. The shield. And I, I saw like the straps. I'm like, that's not. And then I heard the bum, bum, yeah. bum, bum. I was yeah. like, what? And then right there, Chris <laughs> Evans pops up for two seconds. And I was like, yeah. I was stunned. The audience was laughing and my jaw just dropped. And I was like, there's no way. Yeah. Free guy got Chris Evans to come back for a Captain America reference. They did. Uh, so that's the last time we're going to get anything Captain America from Chris Evans reference or anything, right? Cause I hope no not. I still I have hope. hope. The last time you're you're going to think of Chris Evans is in Free Guy. It's in Free Guy. It's incredible. <laughs> I know I sound like I'm complaining. I'm not. No, it's no. amazing. Yeah. I can't believe that. Well done. Well done, whoever. Uh, I'm sure it was Ryan Reynolds. I'm sure he called Jed and Tatum. And he, oh, yeah. He I'm sure. Chris they, Evans, and he was just like, hey. I'm down. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm in it, right? I'm sure he got paid, like, a quarter million for that, for that too. But, like, the other thing this movie does well besides the comedy, it's got some heart to it, right? It's got mm-hmm. some emotions to it, and it's got some thought-provoking stuff, right? The yes. whole... You know, if there is AI. What is conscience, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you have Taika Waititi, who's great in this. Did great. Right. He's the he's the short sighted CEO. He doesn't care that he has the world's greatest invention right here. No, he's just AI. He just just wants wants the money. He wants the fame. Yeah. And that's very relatable because there's a few game developers and the CEOs that are under fire for doing what he does in the movie, mm-hmm. for being that sort of rowdy frat boy sort of stuff. I think it's a, it's either Blizzard or Activision. One of them is like really under fire for essentially doing what Antoine does in this movie, right? Yeah. So they're taking real world issues, which I'm fine with. Usually I say it's escapism, but if you do it in this sort of way, fantastic. Yeah, I think I think they uh, they nailed it with it. I don't know. Yeah, like it, I don't care if they take a real world issue and almost poke fun at it and mm-hmm. make it light, make light of it, make and, light. Yeah, yeah. I think they did it in a good, tasteful, good and tasteful way. Yeah. No, I I absolutely agree. Taika Waititi is fantastic, great actor, even better director. Mm-hmm. Maybe pleasantly surprised to see him. Now I'm on the IMDb page. There are some big names on here. Mm-hmm. It says. Dwayne The Rock Johnson was one of the bank robbers. What? It says Hugh Jackman was one of the master players, and John Krasinski was a voice of one of the players. Now, how no much idea. I believe that? I have no idea. Because I heard The Rock was in it, and I was kind of looking, and I didn't see it, but, you know, I'm going to go see this again this weekend with my wife. I think I'm going to be a little more on the lookout. Another thing that this does well is... It's really bringing in video game culture, but making it to where even if you aren't a, a gamer, you can relate. Yeah. I had that thought when I was watching it as well. 
because I'm not much of a gamer. Same here. Like, I, I, I kind of keep up, but no. not really much. I probably keep up more with the, <laughs> the references and everything <laughs> than I do actual. Because during that fight, when he pulls out the cap sword, he pulls out, obviously, the, the, the lightsaber. Saber, right. And, and everyone's just stunned. Like, yeah. like, everybody across the world is watching it. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> That's funny, too, because that would never happen. No. no, no nobody cares that much. Not everybody cares that much about video games. No, but it's, it's that old movie cliche of whatever's happening in the movie everyone in the world yeah. is paying attention yeah. to. And then he pulls out the, the Fortnite the, Yeah, whatever. Yeah, the, whatever, the stick, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never played Fortnite. Neither have I. But I recognize it. But, but I knew it, yeah. yeah, right? So that goes into the power but of all the games. kids in the theater I was with freaked out. So <laughs> here's an argument I want to make. Okay. Is this considered a video game movie? Technically, yeah, I would say so. It's not based off of a video game. I don't know if I have an answer. I've been going back and forth all day. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I look at like... It is a video game. I, look, I don't know. I don't know. I look like I look at like Sonic and Mortal Kombat and mm-hmm. even Detective Pikachu a little, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm looking at that I'm like, those are very clearly video games. Right. Right. Yeah. But this isn't like directly based on anything we know some could argue gta GTA, or whatever yeah right but it's like is it really that no so you would consider it a video game movie because if it is i think this makes it the the highest rated video game movie of all time i still no what would you okay mortal kombat oh at least for me really (laughs) yeah the first one obviously then sonic sonic is still sonic is very good yeah by the way idris elba playing knuckles in the next one he announced this week did you know that no i'm excited for it yeah yeah so a lot of memes gonna come out of that one man speaking of one again one of the guys i'd watch one actor i need to watch every time he's on screen hydra selva yeah love it another thing they do that's great is they bring in some youtubers now the youtubers they bring in Mm -hmm. i'm not like big on youtube but I am subscribed to every single one that showed up. Are you? Everyone. I'm not subscribed to any. Jacksepticeye, Laserbeam, <laughs> Dan TDM, and Pokimane. All of them. Are they all? They're very video, big video game YouTubers. Yeah, yeah. They, they go back and forth. Laserbeam does. A, well, they all do Minecraft. Every single one of them. Oh, okay. They all do Minecraft and like Among Us, right? The the big ones. Gotcha. Laserbeam does like a lot of Fortnite, a lot of Call of Duty. Dan TDM mostly like Minecraft and stuff, but they're all just video game personas. This is what they do, mm-hmm. right? It's uh, I saw this argument online once that said, "Why watch a video game? Someone play video games when you could play it." And it's mm-hmm. like, "Well, why watch football when you could go play football? You enjoy watching that stuff, yeah. right?" And I think this relates and why mm-hmm. the cliche of the whole world watching is, you know, people are interested in what's yeah. going on in these things. That's kind of the plot of the whole movie, right? Their whole their whole creation was. People just watch NPCs mm-hmm. just walk around and create their own world, basically. Their, well, their own AI, right? The AI create yeah. their own world. And, like, even uh, Million Keys, their whole thing was, like, video games don't have to be needlessly violent. They don't have mm-hmm. to have this stuff. And I think it almost goes into, like, the whole Minecraft thing. Minecraft's the number one game in the world because you just have this world to yourself, and you can build and be creative, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's all right. So, look, our collective score is at 8.8. 8. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to say, worth we it. Didn't. is it worth it? Oh, yeah. Audience says it's worth it. I say it's worth it. Right? It's worth it. Now let me ask you, this. are you excited for a sequel? Yes. How excited? Mm-hmm. You were You were about a five for this one. Six. Six. All right, I'm a ten. Hey, 
Thanks for listening. Hey, stick with us. This is The Common Critic on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. live from our studio here in Ogden, Utah. And we want to do something special for this episode. We okay. just talked about Free Guy. Free Guy, yeah. right? Tons of cameos, references, Easter eggs, stuff like that. So we thought, what are the best cameos, references, and Easter eggs of all time? According to us. According to us, right? Yeah. <laughs> These are our personal top tens. So look, the criteria is very, very loose. Yeah. I was texting Cody. I'm like, I have this idea to do the top ten <laughs> cameos, references, and Easter eggs. And he's like, give me an example. I'm like, I can't because I, I don't know what I'm talking about. So I went straight cameos. <laughs> he's doing straight cameos. I'm going to be the only one. <laughs> so sorry, everyone. a little. I mean, we can talk about some... I mean, honorable mentions and stuff, I guess. I, I took some time and thought deeply about this because I'm like, I, I don't want to just go look I up a list. I did too with the cameos. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Right. Like, I don't want to, like, look up a list. I want to really think who are my favorite appearances and mm-hmm. what are my favorite things. Yeah. Right, like that. And I was getting, because th- it was originally just going to be cameos and references. And then I was thinking, well, there's some good Easter eggs right. out there, too. So I thought, you know, maybe that'd be kind of fun because that's, like, fun trivia, fun factor. But when I was thinking about it. Like four, four cameos popped in my head right away. Not even references or anything Instantly, like that. Yep. Yeah. And I think they're, so I'm those, looking at my list. It's probably the same four cameos. You think so? I have five cameos. And I, I, I got to remember, I'm kind of old school. Okay. My maybe. first, my first. Do you want to go first? Do you want to do your number 10? My first three will probably, my 10, nine, eight might be a little surprising. Okay. I think after that, it'd probably be pretty similar except well, for your, you have references and yeah. Easter eggs and I just have cameos so. well you had my curiosity but now you have my attention well number 10 might not I watched too, that movie today by the way anyways which one Django that's oh, Django that's nice, nice. anyways yeah. uh, number 10 Brad Pitt Deadpool 2 he barely and that's my honorable mention Is it? barely didn't make it because <laughs> I remember watching that and it just popped up and mm-hmm. <laughs> it, so when we talked about it earlier today it's one of the things that just popped straight in my head was, was Brad Pitt's cameo oh the, cool too. hilarious yeah. right but it wasn't like I mean it was quick and you, you blink you miss you it you blink and you miss it yeah yeah. so but that would probably be that's my number one or my number ten cameo well, I have, I'm group. gonna throw out randomly just three honorable mentions from okay. one that one, and then two Channing Tatum and Chris Evans from Free Guy. It was hard for me to yeah. not put them on my top yeah. ten. I'm like, God, is this recency bias? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not gonna put it on my yeah. top ten. Just and some of the honorable mentions for me is probably Samuel Jackson and Rock and the other guys. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> Dang, I didn't even think about that one. There's so many. There's so many that probably would have cracked my top ten, honestly. It, but it's honorable mention. Okay, my top ten is not a cameo, but it's a We'll call it a reference. And the reference is anything shaken, not stirred. Okay. And I just say that because I remember quoting it 
all the time growing up, and I still do, yeah. right? It's just a fun, dumb thing you yep. do as drinks. Movies quote it all the time. All the right? time. Yeah, it's like one of those things, and it's like a big staple of the James Bond, right? You yeah. know, the shake and not stirred. I bet uh, there's people out there who say that, and they have no idea it's from James Bond. Oh, absolutely. And they right. think it's just a, a, a saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I have this theory on why Queen is the most popular band of all time. It's because they're the most recognizable. Yeah. You go do the, you know, right yeah. anywhere and people are going to yeah. get it. It's a similar principle to this. Shaken yeah. on stirred. Whether you know it's from James Bond or not, you know the saying. That is a, that is a strong number 10, my friend. Yeah, well, I had to get in James Bond. That Anyways. is a great. I think yours beats my number 10 for sure. No. Well, what's your number 9? <laughs> now, this is out of left field, but we're talking about reference cameos. Brendan Fraser. Okay. Okay. Him and Pauly Shore did a little movie called Encino Man back in the 90s. Yes. And ever since then, every Pauly Shore movie had a Brendan Fraser cameo in it. Whether it be I didn't know Ar- that in the Army now, Son in Law, there's another one I'm missing. <laughs> but Brendan Fraser just shows up. And they call him Link in every single mm-hmm. one of them, which is his name in Encino yeah. Man. So it's like Sergeant Lincoln in the Army now, and mm-hmm. then there's another, they call it the Missing Link or something like that. And. Yeah, that's my number nine. We're big fans of uh, Brendan Fraser. Yes. We've heard he's going through kind of a tough time, but he has our support. I think he's coming back. I think, yeah, well, he's going to be, I think it's the new Wes Anderson movie, I want to say. No, 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 it's the new Martin Scorsese yep. movie. Yep. Fantastic. Bring back Brendan With Fraser. With Leo and all those guys. So he's excited. I saw actually a... Uh, thing on it, yeah. Yeah, an interview on it with him, so... Awesome. Welcome back. My number nine is going to be an Easter egg, and that's all Pixar movie crossovers. Anytime yeah. they reference one of their different movies, they have the ball, they have the Pizza Planet truck, mm-hmm. anything like that. Anything Pixar that, you know, there's tons of, you know, they mix characters and whatnot. The Pixar yeah. universe. Yeah. Pixar, right? Yeah. Pixar, Pixar, Disney. That was probably my honorable mention for sure. Yeah. So I, I was really thinking of, you know, the different references, Easter eggs, and, you know, whatever you want to call this, maybe even cameos, right? But well, there's a cameo in Frozen too, right? Well, yeah, From but that's Rapunzel. That's not Pixar though. Oh, I guess that's this. No, it's just the Disney. All right, all right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. right, but look, any any of the Pixar crossovers is is good in my book. Okay, let's go to number eight. Number eight, stay in old school. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Danny Glover in Maverick. No, I don't even the blink stare in your eyes right now is telling yep. me you don't even know what I'm talking about. Yep, I'm, I'm so, ashamed. I never like to admit that I haven't seen something on this podcast, but so Lethal Weapon. I'm sure you've seen those. I have seen Lethal Weapon. Yes, yes, all of them. I hope so. Great movies from the 80s and 90s. You haven't seen it. Anyway, so Danny Glover shows up. I saw. Apparently, I like the cameos that mm-hmm. right. You were in the old movie, and then they bring it back. It was kind yeah. of a 90s thing to do. Yeah. Anyway, so Maverick is a Mel Gibson movie mm-hmm. where he's a gambler and he gets held up at a bank and it's held up by Danny Glover and they sit there and they kind of look at each other for a minute and Mel Gibson pulls down his handkerchief and it's like do we recognize each other <laughs> kind of thing so it's a cool moment in the movie mm-hmm. then he gets on his horse and he says his famous line getting too old for this yeah. crap from this weapon and he says it in, Can, uh, in color, Maverick color me interested yeah it's fantastic it's a great movie I'd highly recommend Maverick here's my number eight Bill Murray in Zombieland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and what makes it such a great cameo is the way he dies. Yes. Right? The fact that he's dressed as a zombie, but he's not. Yeah. And then, oh, what's his name? I already... Uh, Woody Harrelson. No, not Woody Harrelson. It's... Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. 
he thinks he's an actual zombie and shoots him, and they realize that yeah. they've just murdered yeah, Bill Murray, right? And yeah. he's like, it's kind of my fault. I guess I shouldn't be. And he regrets. Yeah. Garfield, maybe. Garfield. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Garfield's so freaking dumb, man. But, like, dressed as a zombie just to go play golf. I think this is where uh, we're going to start crossing over. Okay. Okay. Because that's in my list, but not that far oh, down. Okay. Well, what's your... We're on eight, uh, seven? Number seven. I'm going to go Matt Damon and Eurotrip. Okay. A lot of people consider that the greatest of all time. <laughs> it's fantastic. And it's in the music video. Yeah, it Scotty is. Scotty doesn't know. So if you haven't listened to that or watch Eurotrip, don't watch Eurotrip because it's pretty terrible. But watch the cameo mm-hmm. <laughs> of Matt Damon dressed with piercings all over him, tattoos, oh, yeah. screaming and yelling in a microphone. One of the greatest all-time cameos, I think, in movie history. Matt Damon, also famous for some clever cameos. Thor Ragnarok playing <laughs> yeah. the, the actor low-key. Yeah. That's a big deal, right? Yeah. Kind of sucks we can't have Matt Damon in a serious role in the MCU, I think. That, that's yeah. kind of shot, but you know. Interstellar. Was that a cameo? <sighs> no, I mean, he's, not he's very... an actual, all right, all right. actual character, but... Yeah, it's all right. My number all right. seven, another Pixar reference or something. I don't know if you, this is an Easter egg. All right. Do you know in Toy Story in Sid's house, the carpet? Yeah. Do you know, you know yeah. this one? I was going to put it down. <laughs> I should have. For those of you who don't know, the carpet in Toy Story in Sid's house is the same carpet from The Shining, the mm. hotel. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that crazy you know, murderous, haunting, <laughs> disturbing movie. Yeah, they put that in the first ever Pixar movie. Why? I don't know. But from what I understand... Big is, Stanley Kubrick friends, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. Stanley Kubrick and Pixar have so much in common. <laughs> but from what I understand, Pixar Studios has been trying to force the Shining references into a lot of their movies. I don't know why. They must just be big fans. I'm guessing. That's all I'm guessing. One of, the, one of the old animators came out and said every time they do a movie, someone has an idea for a Shining reference. Yeah. Why? Yeah. It, I don't know. Just, they probably love it. I mean, it's a good movie. I mean, I love it too, but we're talking kids' movies, man. And like, this, <laughs> well, a lot of people consider The Shining very haunting. Um, as uh, raising I, my hand yeah. right now, yeah. But... Uh, the kids are not going to get it. They haven't seen The Shining. No, but... It's probably uh, more for... It's, it's the energy, man. It's the vibes. Ah. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, the evil spirits. It's the evil spirits. Yeah. You're number six. We're getting closer to the top five. Um, I don't know if it's cheating or not, but all the Stan Lee cameos. No, it's not cheating. But I'll give you my favorite no, one. No, let me ask you this. Why is it so low? Because <laughs> there's a lot up there that I really, really enjoy. I really thought it'd be more in the top five. It is top five. No, no we're, number we're six. six. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, sorry. Well, let me, let me hear your favorite one. The original. Iron Man. When, but that's not when, the original because he's been showing up since, like, forever. Oh, well, you know what I mean. Okay, MCU so the original. MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When uh, Tony Stark. When he's playing Hugh Hefner. <laughs> confuses him with Hugh Hefner. <laughs> Or it is Hugh mm-hmm. Hefner, yes. I'm trying to think of my favorite one. The Black Panther one is really funny when he steals to T'Challa's to chips. Yeah. Right? That's a good one. I'm trying to... Tony Stank is pretty hilarious. Yeah, I was going to say the Civil War one yeah. is really hilarious. That, was, that, was, that one's the second close one. He really started to get some lines later on. You look at, like, yeah. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man yeah. movies, he just, like, pops up. Yeah. Because right? he had that one horrible line, I think, in Spider-Man 2 where he just, like... 
butchers it. It's like super, or Spider-Man 3 or something. Yeah. It's probably Spider-Man 3, you know, the worst one. Yeah. But I can't remember what it was. Look, uh, we'll talk more about it later because obviously it's going to be in mine. Mm-hmm. I will get to mine number six. Are you ready for this? A yes. fan favorite. <laughs> Tom Cruise. In Tropic Thunder. <laughs> you keep taking all my top ones, man. <laughs> Is this? <laughs> well, because you only did cameos. I have I know. references and Easter eggs to get through, too. I'm sorry. Look, I'll let you talk about it when we get there. But yeah. No, you're good. Well, the, the we've two, already talked about my yeah. number one. So The two things I got to get out of the way with this one is... One, the fact that he doesn't look like himself at all. Hardly recognizable. Mm -hmm. And two, the sheer explosiveness Mm -hmm. of the cameo. (laughs) Right? Hilarious. A lot of F words, so I can't, can't, Mm -hmm. you know, repeat it. Yeah, we can't. But. Can't quote it. No, just totally out of left field. Mm -hmm. Explosive. Insane. And you're just like, oh my gosh. Tom Cruise is in this movie. The movie where Robert Downey Jr. is in blackface. (laughs) Right? By the way, uh, hilarious. If Iron Man was black, who would play him? Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Well, an Australian playing. An Australian yeah. playing. Well, Robert yeah. Downey Jr. playing an Australian. Yeah. He's playing a black man. Who's playing a dude Iron Man. playing a guy? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's get into the top five. I'm excited for my top five. I, I think there's a lot of uh, out of left field ones. I mean, yeah. I'm, I, two of them are already taken. So I'm kind of like thinking maybe you, I should bring him down. You and took do one. Him. No, just go. Top five. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go number five. Ben Stiller, Luke Wilson, and, well, Tim Robbins in Anchorman. When they all come around. Yes. <laughs> start a big old mm. news fight with each other. Okay. Um, a lot of mine are hilariously funny, in my opinion. So, a lot of my cameos are obviously in comedies. Is there a serious cameo? I could think of. I'm sure there is, but it doesn't stick out my mind. So Most of them are comedy. So, it's not on my list. Yeah. Yeah. But... Hilarious with Ben Stiller as the uh, the quote quote uh, yeah typical. The, yeah the typical news anchor yeah, yeah right hilarious one of my favorite cameos of all time now and Tim Robbins out of left field oh right? totally out you see Ben Stiller doing it but not Tim Robbins like when I when you grow up with Andy Dufresne mm-hmm. on the TV all the time and then Tim Robbins comes in and does something hilarious like that it just threw, it just threw me for a it's a pinnacle moment of both and those I movies died actually. laughing. Hysterically laughing when well, I first it, saw it. That's where the great meme of, wow, that escalated quickly. Right? And that's where that comes from. All right. And it yes. did, in fact, escalate quickly. My number five. Are you ready? A reference for you. A reference. It wouldn't okay. be a podcast if we didn't mention Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Shout out to he, Dallas. Yeah, here, here's a great one. Are you ready for this? Fox Force 5 in Kill Bill. So okay. if you know, in Pulp Fiction, Uma Thurman's character is talking to John Travolta and mm-hmm. how she did the, the pilot movie, right? The pilot movie called Fox Force 5. And there were five characters, and they're all different ethnicities and had different things. Well, the five assassins in Kill Bill are all mirrored on the Fox Force 5 that is referenced in Pulp Fiction. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No, this is... Keep going. This is, I mean, that, <laughs> that's it. That's it, right? So you go back and Uma Thurman kind of describes the five different mm-hmm. characters, right? Yeah. The the different assassins in Kill Bill are mirrored. That's cool. I didn't know that. based off of that. And Quentin Tarantino promised people after Pulp Fiction that there will be essentially a Fox Force 5 movie. Okay. 
that being the two Kill Bill movies. That's awesome. Now, it's interesting because do you consider Kill Bill the pilot or the <laughs> sequel or what is it? You know, is it truly the Fox Force 5 or I don't know. I would guess it's truly the Fox Force 5. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Number four. Well, kind of along the uh, Maybe you already have this written down. We'll see. We'll see. Well, no, it's not on my list, but it has to go with Quentin Tarantino and Kill Bill. Not Kill Bill, Pulp Fiction and Nick Fury. Dang it. Okay. No, no, no. I don't want to say anything. No, no, no. Keep going. No, 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 no. No, it's not on my list. It's not? I, I was wondering if you had it on your list. Well, spoiler. No, I, maybe not. Maybe so. Anyway, my number four is Bob Barker and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> I, I, need I say more? The price is wrong. Yeah. Snitch. We'll, yeah. we'll say snitch. You want to know my favorite part of that whole Bob Barker, Bob Barker thing? <laughs> is It's not even the Bob Barker. Me and my buddies used to quote this all the time. All through high, four years of high school. Ac- across the quad in high school, we used to get, just go, Happy! <laughs> the guy in the background when he finally punches out Bob Barker and you yeah. just hear that guy in the background <laughs> cheering for him. It's like super random. Yeah. But the fact that Bob Barker takes out what we see as the hardened Happy Gilmore. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. So funny. Hilarious. One of my favorite cameos. It, it was hard for me to... You want to know something? I kind of wanted to hire, but it's it's there at number four. I for didn't me. even think about it. I can't. It would have cracked my top ten for sure. Yeah, if I had thought fantastic. about it. That's the problem. That's sometimes doing these top ten lists is there's ones you just think about and then you feel bad for not having it on. <laughs> yeah, we are, yeah, we've established that. I'm sure there's a bunch of references and Easter eggs that feels terrible not yeah. having on my list. But it's all good. Are you ready for my number four? Yes. The entire movie of this is the end. I mentioned it in our review for yeah. Free Guy with Chad yeah. Tatum. It's a bunch of cameos and references. It, it essentially is. People right? just play themselves. They're, they're playing themselves. Yeah. Paul Rudd comes out of nowhere for like mm-hmm. 20 seconds, right? You, you think of the star power. Michael Sarah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm say, trying to think of the people. Emma Watson. The people who die or come and go. Channing Tatum. Uh, Emma Watson. Aziz Ansari. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny McBride. I guess he's more of a... No, he's more of a main yeah. character. Um, no, I'm trying to think of the people who fall in the pit. <laughs> and stuff or, or whatever. Michael Starr. Yeah. Um geez, uh Jason Seagal, right? Oh yeah. Uh, Kevin Hart, right? <laughs> I totally forgot about those guys. I mean, yeah, think of all these different yeah. If the Backstreet Boys just think, they come in here out of nowhere. Just think right? of the pitch just think of the pitch meeting. You want uh, well here's the thing. We'll just have all our friends just No, go they, do a pitch. they pitched this movie to the studio as something else. So the studio would take it and then they went and did this movie. <laughs> What they pitched this movie would be is not what they told the studio what it would be. And they just went and did their own thing. That's hilarious. This is the end. So they got their money, ran, and did their own thing. Are you ready for this? I think this is the end would be in my top three comedies of all time. Under pop star and the big Lebowski, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Those are super random. Random comedies. Those are your top three comedies. Yeah. I mean, just shooting off the cuff. Okay. All right. right. Let's go number three for you, though. Uh, number three, it's Christopher Lloyd in Millions Ways, Million Ways to Die in the West. Awesome. That's um, a good, it's a, that's it's a not good a good movie. movie. Yeah, okay, I was walking on eggshells because no, I didn't know how you no, felt. No, no. no, it's not a good movie. No, it's not a good movie at all. It's some great cameos in it. Very Family Guy-esque, that moment. And can't imagine why it's very Family Guy-esque. Well, you know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but 
it threw me off <laughs> so hard when I was watching that movie because I was like not into it. And I was kind of like, it's kind of funny because I like Family Guy. I like mm-hmm. that know. sort of humor. Yeah. So and then, of course, in the West, in the barn, there's Doc Brown working mm-hmm. on the time machine. And it just it got me so off card. <laughs> and I I had to pause the movie and actually sat there and laugh. Make sure you were yeah, actually I was seeing laughing. what you were seeing. I was laughing so hard. So one of the best cameos, I think. That's fantastic. No, I think that's very to get, deserving of them. To get Christopher Lloyd to come back and do. And to do Doc Brown, a Back to the Future reference. In that's a, big a terrible hit. movie. All right. Mine's, uh, you could call it an Easter egg or a reference because you already spoiled it. I'm, a sorry, little, I'm sorry, everyone. But uh, Pulp Fiction, Nick Fury. For those of you who don't know, when they fake Nick Fury's death in the Winter Soldier on his tombstone, there's a scripture written. Mm-hmm. And that scripture is Ezekiel 25, 17. Yes. And, and that's it. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it's a Jules. You want me to look it up? Uh, no, no, no. I'm not, I thought about memorizing it at one point. I tried, but yeah. I can, this was like years ago. I yeah. thought about memorizing that whole monologue, right? Yeah. My favorite monologue of whole time, of all time, is that Jules 2... Uh, Timothy Roth in the in the diner. It's great. Number one. Yeah. So I'm, it's hard to argue. So that would have been in my top five references as well. So if you had thought about it, if I well, I thought well. Okay. I did think like ish. Yes. Around ish. Yes, I guess. So my top two are obviously not. Uh, I mean, we've already talked about them. But number two, you've already talked about my top two also. So oh, I'm sorry. Tom Cruise, Tropic Thunder. Is, is, it Rex, is it Rex Grossman? Yes, Rex Grossman. <laughs> um, fantastic. Out of the left. And just, um, we, I mean, we kind of talked about everything that needs to be talked about with it. But it, when I first watched Tropic Thunder, that was definitely, by far, my favorite part of the movie. And that's with Robert Downey Jr. and Jack Black. That's a stacked cast yeah. in that movie. And doing what they're doing in Tropic Thunder. And that one, that one got me. That's a movie that kids nowadays won't understand. And Tom Cruise as uh, Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Sorry, I thought sorry. about Tom Cruise as Austin Powers. <laughs> my number two. You've already mentioned it. You've already mentioned both of mine. But I'm going to expand. And I'm going to cheat a little on my top two to make it a little bit different. Okay. Anchorman, yes. But I'm taking all of the Anchorman fight scenes. So that includes number two when Will Smith and Liam Neeson and all these different people just okay. come out of nowhere. Because in number two, you think like number one already has like the crazy cameo. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Uh, number two takes it even further. Oh, yeah. Have you seen number two? Yes, I've seen number two. Okay. I watched number two three times in theaters when it came out. Just like in a row. Boom, boom, boom. You were young, weren't you? Oh, very young. Okay. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I, I was 19. Okay. All right. Sorry. I'm just saying I wasn't... Uh, I like number one better, obviously. Oh, Anchorman number and one. No, of course I like number one better. I think number two definitely still fits in. Yeah. I really liked number so who two. Was it? So it was Liam Neeson, Will Smith. Oh, geez. Uh, Jamie, pulled that up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if, I, if we have time, but uh, there's a, a, a ton in it. Mm-hmm. Let's see, yeah, back in 2013. I just remember thinking, like, obviously thinking Ben Stiller would come back. Jeez, uh, I'm trying to look through the That's IMDb. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I can't get into it right now, but mm-hmm. it is. Oh, I think Harrison Ford was in it and yeah. a lot of stuff. So, you know, but I'm taking the whole thing because it's so much. Okay. Right? So I want to I wanna expand mine. A little, so that's my number two. Okay, but now we're getting getting to number one. Did did you mention that I already said your number one? 
Yes, you did. Okay, what is it? I don't know why it's so low. It's Bill freaking Murray. In Zombie Land, yes, that's your number one. My number one. I mean, it was number eight. I mean, that's pretty good. But why is it your number one? Why is it not your number one? So let me take you back to 2007. Okay, take me back. <laughs> We're watching Zombie Land. We're like, mm-hmm. eh, we want to watch a scary zombie movie mm-hmm. or a zombie movie for Halloween mm-hmm. in my friend's basement. Yes, we plop it on. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I enjoy one Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone. Up and coming. Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. He still bugs me. But okay, whatever. Not much in that but, movie. Yeah. Anyway. But I was enjoying the movie, and then you got to remember the, the era I come from. Yes. It's Bill Murray, Woody Harrelson. Kingpin's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes, it is. And so to see those two back together and for Woody Harrelson to freak out like he does as a fanboy just made my heart sing. <laughs> That's why it's my number one That's fine. cameo of all time. Hard to argue. Yes. My number one cameo of all time. Stan Lee. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hard to argue. Look, you know it's coming. It doesn't surprise you, but it's the heartwarming of, there he is. There he is. There's Stan Lee. Nice to see him, right? And the thing that, that breaks my heart is he wasn't alive to see it completed. Yeah. It's it's tough to think about. He saw it from this We'll guy. get that one last cameo. He but, saw it from the yeah. base guy. Thanks for sticking with us. Hey, this is, has been our cameos referencing is an Easter eggs episode. If you're <laughs> watching, cameos. yeah, that's tough to say. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Leave us a review on iTunes. We are trying to work to getting on Rotten Tomatoes so we could destroy them from the inside out. Mm-hmm. If, you're on, for, if you're from Rotten Tomatoes, please ignore that. I'm just joking. Um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We're growing. We have stuff to interact with all week. We have different polls and you can uh, rate the different movies we're talking about. I don't know what we're doing uh, next week, but hey, this has been uh, Brandon Cody with The Common Critic on the Fed by Ravens Media Network.